I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. You can get in touch with me about anything at all. 086 1800 658. You know, I love to hear from you. I'm going to kick things off with Toto. There's Toto with Africa kicking us off this Monday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you had a lovely weekend. Hope you enjoyed the sun, despite the fact that I feel that there was a bit of, a little bit of false advertising going on with this supposed mega heatwave we're supposed to be having don't get me wrong it was lovely but I don't know it wasn't, wasn't a big heatwave at all it wasn't we've had nicer we have had nicer than that but it was nice to see the sun out all the same now, an unusual topic on the show this morning and I don't think this is one that we've discussed in too much detail before but we are going to discuss death on the show today and I know already you're going ah come on it's Monday you know it's already a grim enough day isn't it Monday Well, I don't think, you know, discussions around death should be grim or I'm trying to work my way round to thinking that discussion around death shouldn't be grim, right? Because usually in this country, particularly when people bring up death, you know, it's uh, who's died. You know what I mean? Who's died? That's the one thing. Or we skirt around it, don't we, a bit? And we quickly kind of change the subject or we might stay silent when someone sort of brings it up. And, you know, for a country that loves a good funeral... We're not so great about actually discussing death and, you know, maybe what comes after and all of that stuff. So very recently, a good friend of mine told me all about this. It's a death cafe, right? I know the name doesn't exactly scream, let's go out and have tea and cake. But at this death cafe, they do actually serve tea and cake and it's supposed to sort of get us to open up about this difficult subject. I don't like it. I don't like thinking about death myself, you know. I have a huge fear around it and in fact at most funerals as well, I don't like kind of going to, you know, the graveyard afterwards because for me, I'm kind of thinking, well that's the final thing now, isn't it? That's it now. You know, and it gets me you know, more fearful and you know, anxious around the whole thing. So I kind of have a lot of emotion around sort of death that's negative. And I'm going to be very honest about that. And um, I this is what I'm hoping that the Death Cafe is going to maybe change and help me with because, you know, it's sort of, I do have a lot of anxiety about it. I have, you know, a lot of, we all have, well, we all have questions, particularly the big question, what happens next? You know, I don't like thinking of that. I don't like thinking of, you know, the life that I'm living now being over. And, you know, it's a fear of the unknown, isn't it? And it's, for me, a control freak. It's the fear of this being out of your control. So this is all happening with regards to this. So I'm asking, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. How do you feel about death? Is it something you'd rather not discuss 
tell me why that is. Uh, you know, let's get the conversation going around this. Are you somebody that doesn't mind discussing it? Have you given it much thought or does the whole thing just sound morbid to you? Any and all opinions around death are so welcome because we're going to be talking to two wonderful women from the local area. Sarah Gardner and uh, Lisa Clancy, they are funeral celebrants. So that's what they do. But they set up Drogheda Death Cafe. Now, the concept of death cafes have been on the go since 2011. A guy in London set it up initially, but these are kind of cropping up all over the world. So they're bringing this one to Drogheda. They've had one uh, meeting so far last month and the next one is going to be on June 29th. So we're going to be chatting to them in the second half of the programme. But I just love your thoughts on this. Is it a conversation that you like to shut down straight away? Are you fearful about it like I am? Are you anxious about it? Do you not like talking about it? Is it just part of life to you? Do you mind talking about it? I'd love to hear all your thoughts on this. 086 There's the Lumineers. Ho, hey, on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, I don't know. This doesn't bode well now. We've got one, no two. We've got two messages on 086 658. I know, I know it's a bit of a, oh, come on, Sinead, you're talking about death on a Monday morning. I know, I understand all that. But there is, is there a good time to be talking about death? Probably any time is a good time to talk about that. And maybe we have to sort of change our attitudes around all this. Eric Cuthbert in Dundalk, thank you so much on 086-1800-658. And in- inevitably, we will have kind of religious um, ideas popping up around this. And that's grand as well. Absolutely. He says, hi, if you don't commit a mortal sin, you've nothing to worry about. Well, that is great, Eric. <laughs> it's not giving me much comfort about the whole fear of dying thing, but thank you so much, you know, on, on 086-1800-658. Somebody else uh, saying, Sinead, I was on my way home from work and uh, the other day and a lady asked a guy who I know for ages, she asked him, how is your mammy? And he replied, she's in great form, just buried her brother yesterday. Jesus, Sinead, I nearly passed from laughing. I've no problem talking about death. We were only talking about cremation. I don't know really, uh, says David on that. But yeah, this is, we do kind of you know, like to throw out things, don't we? Like a bit of humour around death as well. And that's brilliant. That's what the the Death Cafe is all about as well. They're hoping that people will have fun with this as well and that it shouldn't be this kind of big negative cloud thing, you know, uh, or causing fear and anxiety like it is in me. Any and all feelings, you know, are welcome with regards to all of this. Do keep them coming in on 086-1800-658. Now, moving to much brighter things. Uh, I do have a fantastic competition all of this week. I've teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture and we have a great prize to offer you all this week. I'm going to give you all the details of that great competition just after these. 11 to 1. How would you like to get your hands on a fantastic outdoor furniture set comprising of a three-seater sofa, armchair, coffee table and footstool? It's all worth around €1,000. I've teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture for a great competition this week. Details of that coming your way very shortly. Here's Smiles. Their smiles, love grows. Now we are hoping that the days are getting longer and sunnier. What better way to celebrate than a great competition this week? 
I have teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture and we have a great prize all this week. We're hoping that we're going to be able to really enjoy it over the summer. Uh, So Sunny Day Furniture, they are located at Carrick Edmund Industrial Estate in Kilcurry. They're just 10 minutes from Newry and Dundalk. You can find out all about them, sunnydayfurniture.com. So they offer top quality rattan garden furniture, barbecues, egg chairs, parasols, heaters, hot tubs and much more. They've been in touch with us they want to give you a fantastic outdoor furniture set comprising of a three-seater sofa, armchair, coffee table and footstool. It's all worth around €1,000. As well as that, every finalist each day will win a gorgeous garden parasol worth over €150. Not bad. I've posted an image on LMFM's Facebook page if you want to check it out there. It's absolutely gorgeous. I have to say I'm very envious of the prize this week. So what are we doing this week? Okay, well, sometimes holidays don't really go as planned, right? We want to hear your holiday nightmare stories. So perhaps you were trying to jet off to the sun when you got there. It was thunderstorms all week. Or were you one of the people stuck in the queues at Dublin Airport yesterday and maybe your holiday's on hold? Maybe you got sick on holiday. Maybe the kids got sick on holiday. Maybe you ended up getting separated or lost from your group. I want to hear your holiday nightmare stories. So it can be funny. It can be a complete disaster that made you wishing that you stayed at home. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you'd like to get your hands on this gorgeous furniture, all with thanks to Sunny Day Furniture, get in touch with us 086 1800 658. We're going to be picking a finalist a day to go into the draw, but each finalist gets that lovely parasol as well worth €150 so send me in your holiday disaster stories 086 1800 658 There's you two and BB King when love comes to town on LMFM's 11 to 1 a lot of you getting in touch on the holiday stories do keep them coming in on 086 1800 658 It's been a few in my family as well I'll get to them over the course of the week Now talking about holidays And I am a big promoter of holidaying here in Ireland. Well, the search is now on to find the best place to holiday in Ireland. It's a competition. And let me tell you, the wee county of Louth and the royal county of Meath at the moment, we're not looking too great in this competition. So we need to change all of that. I'm going to be joined shortly by Conor Goodman. He's the Irish Times Features Editor. He's also a judge in this competition. He's going to tell us what's involved just after these. 11 to 1. From holiday nightmare stories to where is the best place to go on holidays in Ireland. I'm nothing but, you know, about keeping variety on this programme. But the search is now on as the best place to holiday in Ireland competition is nearing its closing date. This initiative was launched by the Irish Times in association with Falter Ireland as the country gears up for what promises to be the first normal summer in three years. Now, more than 450 people have entered from every county in Ireland. But so far, Cork is in the lead, whilst Monaghan lies in second place but what about Loud and Meath? Well joining me now to discuss the competition is Irish Times Features Editor Connor Goodman who's also on the judging panel this year. How are you doing Connor? Very good, very good I'm delighted to have so many entries in so far. The closing date is June the 7th so uh, so it's, it's it's in the final straight but uh, but you know the, 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 there's quite a picture emerging so far. Yes, that's it's great to see so many people entering. But I know now that we, you know, like I've one person in my life. She's a Cork woman, my mother, and she'll be just delighted to see now that Cork is in the lead. But they, how can they be in the lead already, Connor? Now, 
Well, what we do is in, in the initial phase, we ask people to nominate the place that they either live and would love other people to come on holiday to, or indeed a place they love going on holiday themselves. So um, we've got 450 entries in total. 80 of them are from Cork, <gasps> uh, nice. and a whole variety of places, an awful lot for Ross Carberry. So there's obviously either something in the water or there's something going on, there's some sort of a grassroots campaign going on in Ross Carberry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people get it together like this and they put it on the map. Uh, this is what it's all about. Cotton, Cove, Kinsale, and Cork City. So there are loads from Cork, but you know, it's, 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 it's a big county. Um, Unfortunately, relatively fewer from either Loud or, or, or Meath. There's just four for each of those counties. Oh, and come on. Okay, so we need to get the Loud and Meath cont- uh, contingency behind this and make sure that we, we, we pass out Cork at least. Now, tell me, tell me about this competition. I mean, the wonders of Meath, you know, you've got, you know, the Boring Valley. Yes. Kells, Trim, Slane, you know, great, great stuff there. Loud Cooley Peninsula, Black Rock, Carlingford, medieval buildings and beautiful settings. There's so much from both counties. Um, so, you know, pe- people should have the, uh, one, be aware of the competition mm-hmm. if you weren't before, it's on. And uh, what you need to do is go onto our website to nominate it. Uh, nominate the place you think is best to holiday in Ireland. And, um, and what you do is you go to irishtimes.com yep. forward slash best place and there's a little form there and you just write down, here's why I think it's the best. Here are my reasons. You can whack miracle if you want to, but you don't have to be James Joyce. You don't have to be, you know, Sally Rooney. You, 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 you just, it, it's about information, it's passion and enthusiasm and, uh, and you know, pride of place. Yeah, that's what you're trying to get across. Uh, yeah, and there's a, there's like a t- and yeah, there's 300 words. Yeah, but you don't, as you say, you don't have to have it all filled up with the 300 words. You know, you could keep it short yeah. and sweet in a few sentences as well. So this competition now, tell us more about it because it's been on the go a while, but it hadn't been uh, running since 2013. We ran it just once before in 2013 and it was won by the Loophead Peninsula in County Clare. So we tend not to do these every year because, yeah. well, it doesn't make sense to say, you know, this was the best last year and this is the best this year. And, um, you know, uh, these things change all, over time. And the only place that can't win it, by the way, is the Loophead Peninsula in County Clare because they said, you said, you won it once. And so we're looking for a new place. We want to give people, we're a newspaper, so we want to give people new info that somehow maybe they haven't, uh, haven't visited before. So many people have staycationed in Ireland in the past few years. Yep. There's a lot more kind of knowledge among the public. And then once all the entries come in, we send out a team of researchers and then we put it in front of a panel of judges. So it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty thorough process, actually. It's not just a top-of-the-head thing. We do take it fairly seriously. Um, we're looking at, big time this year, we're looking at prices, mm-hmm. uh, value for money, so uh, price points for restaurants, range of accommodation, so it's not all high-end hotels, but also B&Bs, hostels, campsites maybe. Uh, there are plenty of you know, family restaurants, food trucks, uh, public transport so you don't have to rent one of those massively expensive cars um, self-catering options so that you can get a large place and split the cost um, can you can you hire bikes um, you know th- those are th- those are among the criteria yeah and very thorough as, as you, you say you want a nice uh, natural environment and and you know, you want friendliness. Uh, that's probably what we most look for in a, in a, in a tourist. Desk. Oh, well, listen, all of the things that you've listed there now, we can tick them off here in Louth and Mead. We really can. And, you know, Connor, would you now be somebody that would holiday around Ireland? I do it. I've got small children, so I do it a lot of the time. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, stay at home and holiday around Ireland and explore. Would you do that yourself? 
Very much so. I'm a huge fan of holidaying in Ireland. I like going abroad as well. But, yeah. uh, so I've holidayed a lot in, oh, I'd say I've been in almost every county, um, north and south at one, uh, at one time or another. I have a family connection with uh, with, uh, with Dingle and County Kerry through my wife. So Lovely I've been there a lot, but love going to love going to Clare, love going to Carlingford, in fact. And nothing I like more than a, than a day trip to, to, to me, a uh, big Tato Park fan. And... <laughs> um, Oh yes, I forgot about Tato Park. We have Tato Park there as well, yeah. So, you know, there's a... But I I would say, you know, genuinely, there's a a huge amount in the the northeast to to recommend it. A fantastic tourist destination. I think often Irish people, they think a lot about holidays and they think of the Wild Atlantic Way, really. Mm. Um, But, you know, there's also a whole range of kind of... Well, you can say there's heritage tourism, there's foodie tourism... There's, um, you know, plenty of lovely beaches in the in, in the northeast. As well. Yes, so, gorgeous um, beaches. I, yeah, I really think, um, and as I said, we are looking to sort of highlight the places that maybe aren't uh, maybe aren't as obvious um, and uh, and aren't necessarily. I mean, everybody knows about Killarney. Everybody knows about Tom yep. uh, You know, Connemara. Um, yeah. But we'd like to give people info about um, about some other places in Ireland. So um, I would really encourage them, genuinely, uh, people in Meath, people in people in Louth and, and elsewhere. I must say County Monaghan now. Uh, well, now Con- County Monaghan is excellent. Well. Yeah, they're second. I should mention them as well. They're second and they yeah. are in our northeast region as well. So well done to Monaghan. But like you say, Louth and Meath, we need to get more entries in there. for. And as you say, Connor, you know, if you wanted a foodie holiday, if you wanted a historic holiday, if you wanted a beach holiday, if you want stuff with the kids, there's loads on offer here in, in the northeast region that we really should be shouting from the rooftops about. So we need to get those entries in. As you say, irishtimes.com forward slash best place. Closing date is June the 7th. And uh, as you mentioned there, Connor, we don't need to be rambling on and on. Just keep it nice and concise there in our little pitch. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea, this competition and a wonderful way to promote Ireland. No doubt Fault to Ireland are delighted with the Irish Times on board with this. Um, I'm sure they are. I, ho- I hope they are. Um, they very much want us to make the decision, um, and they're they're very committed to it being a sort of an impartial process. Mm. So um, you know that that, that that's an important aspect of it. But um, uh, you know, a competition like this it really can put put a place on the map. The Lupert Peninsula was not really on the tourist trail before uh, it won that prize in 2013, and they would certainly reach huge benefits and capitalise on quite cleverly themselves, you know. Um, I was never really in that region before it won, and I've been there several times since. So um, it it can make a huge difference. Other prizes we've given out, best place to live in Ireland, going to West Fort in 2012, City last year. And again, places, um, you know, a town, a village can really uh, really get a lot out of an award like this. Oh, they really uh, can. There again. They really can. People get entering on this. Connor, I wish you the best of luck. Not an easy job you have on the judging panel with regards to this. I wish you the best of luck in that. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Connor Goodman there. Let's put Louth and Meath on the map with this competition. irishtimes.com forward slash best place. Short little pitch about why the areas are so good and why we think that they should win. Closing date for that is June the 7th. I have piles of messages coming in now on 086-1800-658. Holiday disaster stories and our topic about the Death Cafe. We're going to chat about those just after these. 11 to 1 with Go- um. Human, 
on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, we started off having a bit of difficulty, but you've opened up. You're starting to open up, which is fantastic, on 086-1800-658. After 12, we're going to be talking to two celebrants, funeral celebrants from Laos, two women who set up Drogheda Death Cafe. And we're bringing up this topic of death because, you know, there's a lot of emotion around death. Uh, Somebody saying here, death is hard to talk about because it's raw. It's hard. It's tough and sometimes impossible to imagine living your life without that person in it. You're afraid because you don't know what life will look like. And when people die without warning and they are young and haven't lived a life yet, it can be frightening, numbing and hard to find the words Thank you so much. What a great message. That is exactly a lot of the feeling that comes up with regards to this. Um, Valerie Andrade says, Sinead, hi, as a cancer survivor, I always talk about death and what arrangements I would like. I also talk about financial affairs in case of death, even when I'm just going on holidays and I'm in good health. So hopefully it'll last a long time. But others, including my husband, never talk about it. But my grown up sons are used to it now and they laugh at me when I regularly talk about death. Thank you so much for that as well, because this is the other side of it. People maybe who've gone through a really difficult illness and they've come out the other side. What's your feeling with regards to all of that? That's really interesting, Valerie. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do keep those coming in on 086-1800-658. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day in 1967, Robert Evil Knievel motorcycle uh, stuntman, he jumps 16 cars in Gardenia in California. Apparently, he got his nickname after spending a night in jail in 1956 after being arrested for reckless driving. Go figure. In the same jail that night was a man named William Knoffel who'd the nickname Awful Knoffel. This led to Knievel being referred to then as Evil Knievel. So there you go. And today is National Water of Flower Day, a day that recognises the importance of caring for our garden plants. Uh, So most people would agree that we tend to take flowers for granted. Today, give them a little bit of love by giving them some lovely water. National Water of Flower Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Laura Isabor with Shine on LMFM's 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching and after that, death, tea and cake. I meet the women behind Drogheda's Death Cafe. Don't go anywhere. 11 to 1. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. That's Little Mix with Break Up Song, kicking off our second hour. All the stories are coming in on 086-1800-658. This is all to do with our competition. Yes, the days are getting longer and sunnier, we hope, please God. And to celebrate the season of being outdoors, I've teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture. They are in Carrick, Edmund Industrial Estate, Kilcurry. They're 10 minutes from Newry and in Dock and you can find out more about them, sunnydayfurniture.com. So they offer top quality rattan garden furniture, barbecues, egg chairs, parasols, heaters, hot tubs and much more. They've been in touch with us. They want to offer you a fantastic outdoor furniture set comprising of a three-seater sofa, armchair, coffee table and a footstool. It's 
gorgeous. I have a picture of it on LMFM's Facebook page. It's worth around a thousand euro. As well as that, so generous. Each finalist will win a gorgeous garden parasol worth over 150 euro. So we're talking holiday disasters. <laughs> They're coming in on 086-1800-658. This person says, please don't read their name. Um, I live in the same place and couldn't face the neighbours, but I also need to tell you I've told this story before. Anyway, years ago, two very snooty people moved in next door to me and they were always off on holidays, maybe three times a year. I hated every time they'd bring up holidays because we were brassic, says this person. One day I said, oh yes, we're going to Saloo for a week and it started from there they wanted to know dates details well I couldn't be beaten so I booked a caravan in Clarehead we packed a suitcase even made stickers for the case and off we went when we got to the caravan her sister from Donegal was in the next van we had to hide the the car and stay inside for the week but something came good of it she says twin boys nine months later imagine that you're like oh we're way off to Salou and then next caravan is the sister nightmare situation this is what we're talking about holiday disaster stories did you get caught in an awful queue yesterday in Dublin airport is your flight being cancelled tell me about that what about people who had Covid when they were in holidays and had to quarantine holiday disaster stories 086 1800 658 now we're going to check in with the world of celebrity the Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Hollywood Stargirl is out on Disney Plus this week. The teen romantic drama stars Grace Vanderwall as Susan Carraway. She says her character goes on a real journey throughout the film. You know, she's older, she's smarter, she's getting to know the world. But she's also, like, very innocent. And I think that she, you still see glimpses of her letting go and just like doing her thing you know what i'm saying and just like jumping out and dancing and singing and being stargirl little mix star leanne pinnock and her fiance andre gray are living it up in jamaica as they celebrate six years together amid rumors they're due to tie the knot this week leanne took to her instagram stories to share a photo and some video footage of herself with andre Billie Eilish recalled her first daytime TV debut at the Ellen DeGeneres show when she was just 16 years old and performed You Should See Me in a Crown. The lovely hitmaker was one of the guests to appear on the final episode of the show, which ran for 19 seasons. You were like 16 years old. You made your daytime television debut here. I did. Do you remember that I appearance? Did. Were you I nervous? I was so scared. Really? Yeah. I, you were, you know, you, you started the show the year after I was born. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. this, you know, this was in my house yeah. constantly all every day yeah I mean, really i would walk into the kitchen and my mom would be watching i remember you. meeting them when they came with uh-huh. you that's the buzz i'm louise <laughs> the buzz on lmfm with thanks to the lmfm app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go There's Blondie one way or another. One way or another, we are going to be talking about death in the next little while. Um, Liam has been on. He says, uh, Sinead, when you're dead, you don't know you're dead. Well, thanks for that. It's only painful and hard for others. The same applies when you're stupid. Uh, I like this. He also says, I believe in reincarnation because I plan to come back and haunt the inside of the washing machine to find out where the socks 
go. Says Liam, Liam, practicalities. You know, I love the fact that you're coming back to find out that and not anything else. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about death and it, it doesn't have to be grim, okay? Because I know at the start of the programme, maybe I kind of made it feel like that. But in the Death Cafe, the Drogheda Death Cafe, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter and things that you may not expect to happen will happen. So the concept of death is discussed. What you maybe your wishes are afterwards, all of that. We're going to find out more about this with Sarah Gardner and Lisa Clancy. They are the women behind the Drogheda Death Cafe. They're both funeral celebrants. We're going to join them just after these. 11 to 1. We're going to go deep on the programme today because we're going to be talking about death. Now, the concept of death has always been something that I've had a very difficult relationship with. I can honestly say that I do fear it. I don't like the idea of what's next. And what if there's no pearly gates in the sky? Well, my next guests are a lot more comfortable discussing death. So much so they've set up a death cafe in Drogheda where people, often strangers, gather to eat cake, drink tea and discuss death. So the next Drogheda death cafe is happening on June. June 29th. I had to find out more about this. Joining me now are the women who run it. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by funeral celebrants Sarah Gardner and Lisa Clancy. They're on the line with me now. How are you doing, ladies? Hi, Sinead. How are you Hi, getting Sinead. on? You're both there. I'm going to start off, first of all, though, with uh, Lisa. I mean, death, tea and cake, it's an unusual concept, but it's not a new one because there's death cafes all over the world. And I believe the first one was set up in London. But how did you guys discover death cafes, first of all, Lisa? Um, Hi, Sinead. Thanks so much for having us on. Um, Myself and Sarah met last year. Uh, We had both studied the funeral celebrant course just at different times. We were introduced by a mutual friend. So um, we got chatting and I had discovered the Death Cafe model online um, during COVID restrictions. Uh, the Death Cafes hadn't been done in person, so they had moved to Zoom calls as, as everything else had. So I had attended some of them online myself to participate in as part of research into our careers. And then we got talking one night and we thought, well, why not have our own? So that's how it all began. And I love the tagline that you have on this and the logo. Talking about death won't kill you, Sarah. Uh, I love that. I mean, it's so true, but we we do find it so difficult to talk about death, don't we? Yeah, like it's funny. um, You know, I think in Ireland, sometimes we're so superstitious that we feel we invite things to us if we talk about them. But a lot of people, you know, their first experience of speaking about death is like when they're in the throes of having lost somebody. And of course, that's when it feels so raw, as a texter sent in earlier. So we're kind of hoping that if we talk about it before then, that we don't maybe fear it as much. And that, you know, if we breathe life into the conversations about death, that people do maybe just feel a little bit more comfortable with it when the time comes. Yeah, because as you rightly say, you know, unless we're kind of forced into it, I mean, do you find in your in your line of work as a funeral celebrant that this is kind of the only time that people talk about it so much because we're sort of faced with this enormous task of arranging a funeral? Where, where kind of with their first experience of death or funerals is when, you know, they get a horrible phone call and then obviously because of our traditions here in Ireland, they're thrown into dealing with it 
straight away and it's you know it's a a, a, a turning wheel that just won't stop for about a week and then you get to the end of it funeral's done and and you're kind of looking around going Jeannie Max what just happened you know and then it's even harder again to process and um, I think I don't know I think Lisa would agree with me that when you sit down with the family those families who have a loved one who has discussed their wishes and talked about what they want tend to arrive at that time with a, a clearer view of what to do. There's no panic about, you know, arrangements to be made. Everything is kind of already taken care of as such. And they can just get on with the, the business of grieving as opposed to having to make all these decisions. And so I always feel that somebody who does have their plans in place it's the greatest gift you can give your family. Uh, you'd probably agree with that, Lisa, yes. Yeah, most definitely. Um, there is a huge difference, I think, as well for people who know what their loved one's wishes are and can honour those and respect those versus people who are already at the worst time in their lives after the loss of a loved one scrambling, trying to work out what they would have wanted. And people can put so much energy into trying to do justice to to their loved one whereas if the plan was there and they knew it would just all be an awful lot more simple. Yeah absolutely and you know I mentioned in the opening and myself and yourself have been having the chats Lisa as well before today you know death is something I struggle with I fear it and I think it started off quite young when my grandfather died very suddenly and I that had a big big impact on me uh, as a child and then a friend uh, died quite tragically when I was in my early 20s and then I was only thinking about this actually the other day in preparation for this a friend once kind of said to me as well listen we don't go anywhere that's the end and I think all of these things kind of contributed to to my fear is this normal for people that show up at the cafe very much so very much so you get people from all walks of life all backgrounds all religious beliefs or none um, and that's the beauty of it is that you can talk about it as a concept in, in a safe environment with people who have varying different opinions, but everyone has something to contribute to the discussion. And and Sarah, in terms of, you know, the actual uh, process itself, so when the, the cafe kicks off now on June 29th, I will be there. Now, my knees will be knocking, Sarah, you know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, but I will be there. So what can I expect then? I know I can expect tea and cake anyway, which is, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. great. <laughs> And I will tell you that Lisa makes the most excellent cupcakes. So you're in for a treat on the cake. <laughs> but um, it's a very relaxed um, atmosphere. Myself and Lisa are lovely. And um, we will facilitate and put people at ease and really kind of um, open up the conversation with a little bit about us, a little bit about what the cafe is, making sure that people understand that it's, a respectful, confidential space that, you know, everyone is there for a common reason and everyone's opinion is valid. I think, you know, we're we're so much in a world at the moment where conversation doesn't happen anymore. It's just mm. arguments. Yeah. And we strive for this space to be um, completely respectful and people actually just being able to discuss point of views without you know, going anywhere other than just listening and respectful. Um, It's not a support group. Mm -hmm. It's not an end-of-life planning group. 
it's more actually it's more about um life yeah. would you believe okay so you're kind of you're discussing death in a way that you hope that when people leave they're thinking about how they're living their life and how their um their views around death inform their life and the way they're living that is so important, Sarah, just to bring you on that point, because, do you know, there's so often we go through our lives, we get up, we do the same thing every day. And one of the things that a friend of mine who attended your first cafe said exactly that, that it made them it made them pause in their day to day and kind of go, my God, I'm alive today. Like I'm here now. And what am I actually doing with my life? And I should be grateful for the little moments. And she said, coming out of the death cafe, that that, it actually gave her that clarity to kind of, you know, take stock of what's going on and kind of, you know, have those little moments of pause during the day where they go, I actually feel grateful for the breath in my lungs and for being here right now. Yeah. And it's not lovely to hear um, because that's exactly what we hope it's about like the venue we hosted in the last time there was there was another crowd next door and they were like we thought this was a death cafe how come there's so much laughing you know it's because people were enjoying the space we were you know anything went and it was about how we were living our lives and okay well you know if you say to somebody okay what do you think a good death is yeah. You know, you could have people that will go, well, I'm not in so much pain. Yeah. You have other people who go, well, that I know that when my end comes, I did all I could do. I told all the people who I love that I loved them. And no matter what the end comes like, I know I've lived a great life. That's great. Yeah. Death without talking about your life. Well, this that's is it. why I don't think you should fear it, Sinead, because I think you're living your best life. Well, well, you see, maybe I want to cling to that, Sarah. I'm living my best life, I don't know. But I, I do think that even talking to both of you this morning, it's it's really kind of changing my perspective even as we're chatting. I mean, we should also put in a disclaimer as well, Lisa, that uh, you both don't know what happens when we, when we die. You're not going to give us the secrets of the afterlife, are you? I'm afraid not. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to have the crystal ball. I'd love to know what it is, but I think that's the beauty of it as well. Then, if you don't know, you you only have this life, and yeah. while you're on this earth and in this life for whatever it is, and whatever people believe happens at the end, make the most of now because yeah, absolutely. you don't know. And you know what? Somebody's coming in here. There's a good few uh, on 0861800658. Thank you so much for getting in, in, in touch. Helen and Trim says, my daughters have no problem talking about death. Uh, however, the sons kind of close it down. Uh, however, she said, it's important they know what my wishes are. They ha- We did have a calm and normal chat about it and a few jokes about what to do with my ashes afterwards, says Helen and Trim. Uh, we have another one here as well. Hi, Sinead. I used to have a fear of dying, but since my dad passed six years ago, I felt part of my died with him so I'm halfway there the other half of me just can't wait to meet him again and this is that's a really two very different kind of aspects there Lisa coming in on on, on the messages there Yes very much so and and, and that's the beauty of, of holding the Death Cafe is that all of those beliefs and all those opinions and all those concerns and worries and fears that everyone has you know are all equally valid and all equally respected and that we love when people come with different ideas and different opinions on what might happen or how they want to be remembered or 
what they wish for their life and they can discuss it all together. And despite the very different beliefs that we could have in the room, it's amazing the common threads that come out whenever we have these events. Yeah, and like you say, you know, people can, by opening up and kind of talking, that's where people can get comfort from things, you know, when when the conversations kick-started. So Sarah, the next one is on June 29th. What are you hoping that people will take from it? Well, I mean, that um, is really up to the people that come. You know, what we want is that people... Um, engage with each other, have chats and leave, like you said, your friend who was with us before with just a fresh perspective on things or that they at least had fun or, you know, enjoyed their time with us. Um, you know, we'll we'll pose a couple of questions throughout the evening in order to just kind of stick, kickstart conversation. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people will have little pointers along the way, you know, if conversation is a little stuck. However, we found the last day conversation did not stick <laughs> at all. It just, it flows and it develops. And, you know, each table, because we break it up into groups and each table will inevitably go in different directions of conversations, depending on who's on the table. And to hear all the different viewpoints is- Oh, we've lost, we, we've lost Sarah those there momentarily. We'll bring you back in, Lisa, there. I think uh, what Sarah is saying there is that, you know, that people will come and share and try and get the most for them personally from the actual experience. Do we have a venue for June 29th just yet or are you still working on that aspect of it? Not as of yet, Sinead. Um, we're kind of always guided on yeah. the venue by the numbers. Yes. So the first time we had the event, we had a number of venues in mind, but we had absolutely no idea how many people were going to turn up on the day. And we thought if we got four or five people in the door, we'd be delighted. And then we had 14 on the night. Um, and we think this one will be even more popular. So we kind of have to work the venue based on, on the number of registrations because... We can only fit so many people around our kitchen tables and yeah. I think we're going to have a lot more than that. Oh, that's great news. That's fantastic that it's grown so much. And just to re-emphasise with people, this is a completely free event. You and Sarah are doing this non-profit making uh, organisation, you know, behind this. So people should just keep up to date with the Draw to Death Cafe Facebook page. Is that the best way? Yeah, that's the best way. And if they go on to the Draw the Death Cafe Facebook page, there is an Eventbrite link there for them to register. We would love if people would register in advance. Yeah. We, we will facilitate, obviously, people dropping in on the night if they can't decide until the last minute. But even just give us an idea of the numbers on the night so we can get the right-sized venue, we'd love if people registered um, in advance and yet completely 100% free event. I think what you're doing is so, so valuable and so important. I will be anxious and nervous, I'm not going to lie, but I will definitely be there on June 29th. Thank you both, uh, Lisa and Sarah, so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks a million, Sinead. We look forward to seeing you and don't worry, you'll be in great company. Oh, I know I will. Thank you so much. Sarah Gardner there, Lisa Clancy. I don't know about you, but I even feel better just after talking to the two girls here now in the programme. The Draw to Death Cafe happening June 29th. And as we mentioned there, you can keep up to date with the venue and everything Draw to Death Cafe on Facebook. But if you are interested, do please register through the Eventbrite link that's there on their Facebook page. You'll get all the details that you need. 11 to 1. 
There's Snow Patrol with Chasing Cars on LMFM's 11 to 1. We are getting back to our competition. Oh, we're dreaming of sunny days. We really are. The days are getting longer and sunnier. And to celebrate the season of being outdoors, I've teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture. They are at the Carrick Edmund Industrial Estate, Kilcurry, 10 minutes from Newriand and Dock. Or you can check out more details, sunnydayfurniture.com. We have a fantastic outdoor furniture set comprising of a three-seater sofa, armchair, coffee table and footstool worth around €1,000. We're giving that away on Friday. But as well as that, each finalist will win a gorgeous garden parasol worth over €150. You're sending us in your holiday disaster stories. Eamon O'Hanlon's on 086-1800-658. 50-odd degrees in Portugal the last time I was on in holidays. Couldn't even leave the apartment. Was burnt to a crisp. When I went out, it was blistering like mad. Not a good holiday for me. I was only 17 years of age and had to babysit. Oh... That's the worst when you're going on a family holiday and there's smallies and you're left to look after them. Um, I think this is Claire saying, Sinead, still no passports for the kids. Hoping to get away second week in June. Oh, not another holiday at home, she says. <laughs> I hope you get the passports. It's another disaster, isn't it? Oh, my God. Um, also on 86 2020 fully vaccinated, headed to Corfu for Corfu with friends, uh, followed all the criteria, then disaster struck. Day three, we got a call. We were a close contact from the night before, sent off to quarantine for the remainders of the holidays. It was like a concentration camp, says this texter. Oh my God. Uh, Rosie says, Sinead went to Lanzarote in February 17. Beautiful sunny day when we arrived. Next morning, wondered what the noise was. Well, it was only lash and rain outside. Lasted for the week. We had to go to the shops to buy warm socks, zippy fleece and jeans. It was so miserable, but we made the most of it running between the drops. Oh, Rosie, that's a holiday nightmare story. This is what we're talking about. Keep them coming in. 086 1800 658. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. New Faces Beauty Clinic Dundalk requires a full-time, part-time experienced beauty therapist. Please send your CV to info at newfaces.ie. RD Coach Trim Limited requires experienced HEV mechanics and a graphic designer to join their team as well. Please send your CV to Patricia. She's hr at rdcoachtrim.com. Downey Furniture Design requires a carpenter slash cabinet maker with two years experience. Please email downeyfurnituredesign at gmail.com and don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. We love going on holidays, don't we? But sometimes it just doesn't always work out. Well, all this week, we're kind of celebrating holiday disasters. And I've teamed up with Sunny Day Furniture. They offer top quality rattan garden furniture, barbecues, egg chairs, parasols, heaters, hot tubs and much more. They are giving us a three-seater sofa, armchair, coffee table and footstool. All gorgeous outdoor garden furniture worth around €1,000. They're going to give that away at the end of the week. And as well as that we have 150 euro um, worth uh, a garden parasol worth 150 euro to give away to each finalist and I have Joanne Klusky she's from Drogheda and she's on the line how you doing Joanne? Hi I'm good how are you? I'm good I'm good tell us your holiday disaster story so I was in um, Spain one year and uh, there was bushfires and that 
So we were sitting in a restaurant and I seen a lot of people walking out of our hotel and I was like, oh, what's going on here? So uh, we all went back to the hotel anyway. And of course, I was the panicky one. So I went up to the room, packed my bags, left everyone there and I started running. <laughs> you left your whole family? <laughs> left the whole family up in the room. <laughs> I was just caring about myself to get out. <laughs> and what happened then? So then uh, we all went on the beach, just stayed on the beach until we found out more information. Then we ended up going to some college in Spain and stayed there for two nights. Oh my God. And was it like you and a load of like random just holiday makers in this school gym? Yeah, it was everyone that was in the hotel. It was just a load of random people. Oh my God. So what was that like spending the night in the gym? It was weird, but it was an experience. It was experiences, Joanne. Oh, Joanne, well, you are our first finalist for the competition this week. Okay, so you're getting the garden parasol. Okay, you have that. So stay tuned to the show because uh, on Friday, we could be picking out your name for the gorgeous garden furniture. Thank you so much for joining us. Perfect, thanks so much. Thanks a million. Joanne Klusky there from Drogheda. What a holiday story that was. We'll be looking for more holiday disaster stories all week. We're teaming up with Sunny Day Furniture for that gorgeous prize at the end of the week. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so, so much for all of your contributions, particularly around our subject with regards to the Death Cafe. I really enjoyed hearing from you all. Have a great day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1. 